another edition of From the Press Box with Wade Neely. Wade Neely here, sports editor at the Pulaski Citizen. So good to be with you guys. It is episode number five. Kind of hard to believe, but we are rocking, we are rolling, and we're already five episodes deep into uh, From the Press Box. September 14th edition of the program. Going to be a great show today, and we've got a lot of focus for good reason on our friends up in Linville as uh, we made the trip up Columbia Highway there to visit with the Raiders. On this show today, you're going to hear from Richland head coach Nick Patterson as uh, the Richland football team sits at 2-2. Two and two. We'll talk about last week's game. We'll talk about a mammoth showdown coming up this Friday versus Cornersville. That was a fun segment. Also going to speak to Leslie Miller, who's the new head coach of the Richland soccer program. Uh, depending on when you watch this show, game already could have been played, but on Thursday afternoon, they also have a big district game versus Cornersville. So Cornersville and Richland is kind of the theme of this show today, and for good reason, as uh, that is always a fun rivalry matchup. Kind of let's just dive right in, folks. Kind of the week that was for our teams here on the gridiron in Giles County. We begin over in Lawrence County, a game that Chris Bledsoe and I brought to you guys on Pulaski Citizen Live. 42 to 7, the Bobcats make a statement and bring the cowbell back to Pulaski in emphatic fashion. They were up 35 to 7 at halftime. Second half was a complete uh, running clock situation, but Giles County wins it going away 42 to 7. Kamari Turner played quarterback for much of the ball game for Giles County, at least in the first half when it was still somewhat uh, in doubt. Turner starts the game at QB and just ran wild, had over 200 rushing yards on the ground and then had a couple of rushing touchdowns also threw for a nice touchdown as he linked up with Exorion Randolph Giles County takes care of business Johnny Jackson did play in the second half he played a little bit in the first half but uh, Jackson kind of dinged up coming into the contest but then also the the flow and the scheme was just working so well uh, that you might as well have rode the hot hand with uh, Turner and that's what Bobcats head coach David O'Connor told us post-game said the kid was just running wild, so we kept him in there, and uh, it led to that 42-7 to win for Giles County. Good to get the Cowbell game back. Giles County's now off this week. That's why all eyes are on Linville on Friday night. More on that a little bit later. But the Bobcats are off, and then they play their final nine-region game next Friday uh, versus Lincoln County on the 22nd. So the Elk River rivalry will be back at the Brickyard next Friday on the 22nd. Speaking of Richland, we've talked a lot about the Raiders already on this program, and wow, another tough defeat for Richland. Their second loss of the season at the death, this time coming in double overtime, 29-28. to Crazy, crazy game. I caught the end of it on Pulaski Citizen Live. Jennifer Hawkins and Mark Mize had our call that night, and listening to it, Richland rallies from 14 points down to force overtime. And then in overtime, Fairview strikes first, but Richland quickly answers Luke Eastlick with a touchdown. And then Richland goes for two. Richland goes for the win, and at least for a moment looked like they had the win as uh, Jaden Pryor looked like he had hauled in a catch, but a procedure penalty wiped that off the board. Richland kicks the PAT at that point, and then we go to double overtime. In double OT, Richland scores as, uh, as well uh, to start things off. And Fairview uh, quickly responds. They do go for two, and they do get the two-point conversion. Uh, tough break there for the Raiders. Three of their last five losses, uh, three of their last five games, 
have been losses that have come via a two-point conversion at the very end. You go back to Adamsville at the end of the playoffs in last season, and then the Lincoln County game, and now the Fairview game. But uh, more on Richland and, and the football program as they get set for their big game versus Cornersville. We'll speak to head coach Patterson coming up in just a matter of moments. Uh, Ardmore, uh, they also were on the, uh, on the hunt for a two-point conversion. They fell behind by 14 points going into the fourth quarter, made a little bit of a rally, and sitting there at 21-19, to 19, Ardmore looking for that two-point conversion to tie it up late in the game. Couldn't come up with it, so it's a tough 21-19 loss to Brewer. Ardmore is now 0-3, and they have to hit the road this week for a region showdown over at Lawrence County. Going to take on the Red Devils there. Uh, cruising right along. Other news and notes, I want to give a shout-out to the UT Southern women's soccer program. Head coach Will Austin, assistant coach Zach Crownover. Those guys have got the ladies playing hard. They went one and one. They split a series this weekend, a very big-time neutral site kind of bash uh, down in Foley, Alabama, as you had four or five ranked teams all getting together. And UT Southern last Friday picks up a nice 3-1 win versus Southeastern, a team that's always in the hunt for the national uh, title at the NAIA level. Got that win on Friday, kind of playing with house money a little bit. Obviously, you want to win every game. Uh, but it was great to get that first win out of the way because then on Sunday they could not follow up uh, what they did on Friday and they suffered a 4-0 loss to Kaiser uh, out of uh, Florida as well. So Kaiser always a national powerhouse as well. So not a bad weekend necessarily for the Firehawks. Like I said, played pretty well, especially in the win on Friday. Maybe we're hoping to keep the game a little closer on Sunday. But if you went into that trip saying you're going to split, you're playing two top 15 opponents, I think everybody uh, is going to come out of that feeling okay. They get ready to jump into conference play this weekend. They take on Blue Mountain College. Uh, that game, uh, those games will be played down in Mississippi. First new games uh, in the Southern States Athletic Conference for the Firehawks this weekend. Uh, kind of rolling it quickly into college football. The Vols did not look very good, 30-13 to versus Austin P. I caught most of the second half. And, oof, it was, uh, it was not great. Uh, definitely not what the volunteer faithful were hoping for after such an impressive win versus Virginia in their season opener. But uh, they've got to right the ship, and they've got to right it in a hurry because uh, the Florida Gators, as lifeless as they look, uh, kind of looked okay on Saturday, but uh, they kind of appear to be picking up just a, a bit of steam. And Tennessee still has not won in the swamp since 2003. They're going to need a lot better showing uh, I think they're certainly capable of doing that, would expect them to do that, but uh, they're going to have to clean some things up if they want to get a win in that rivalry game on Saturday. Uh, MTSU, my beloved Blue Raiders, man, they fought so hard this weekend, kept tabs on them, didn't get to watch much of the game, but was kind of keeping up with the score, and they eventually fall to Missouri 23-19. to They got a late safety that kind of got them back in the game, and you're thinking, okay, here we go, but uh, just unfortunately unable to pull it off. The good news for MTSU is they got two really nice paychecks from Alabama and Missouri, and they had a chance to win the game versus Missouri. So uh, gearing up for the Blue Raiders. Uh, I'll be at homecoming in just a couple of weeks. They got Colorado State coming in for homecoming. Colorado State, um, not the greatest program. Uh, they, they're one of the uh, weaker teams in terms of the, uh, the major Division I programs right now, having a, a down stretch. Uh, but a big name in terms of a, a homecoming gift for MTSU, so that game will be fun. I'll be there in a couple weeks for that. 
the Titans, they did not look in sync offensively whatsoever, which is really a shame because the defense played pretty well uh, on Sunday. And uh, there were a couple calls that went against the Titans, uh, maybe could have got some points on the board, probably did have some points taken off the board as a result of an inadvertent whistle there and eventually uh, some turnovers uh, that were not ruled turnovers. So tough break for the Titans. And like I said, very disappointing offensive effort, uh, but especially considering how well the defense played. 16-15, to 15, they fall to New Orleans. I'll be in the house uh, Sunday in the press box when the Titans welcome the Chargers for their home opener. Here we go, folks. Final bit of business in this opening segment. Tale of the tape. Let's dive into our fearless forecasters here at the Pulaski Citizen. If you're not playing fearless forecasters, what are you really even doing with your life right now? Make sure you uh, grab a copy of our paper each week. Make sure you fill this out. You got a chance to win a great prize every week. And if you go undefeated, you got a chance to win some cold, hard cash. Tail of tape, brutal all the way around for me. No other way to say it. Nine and seven, uh, one of my worst showings that I can recall in a while. Uh, I picked the Titans. We saw how that panned out. But even worse, I picked the Giants, who got throttled on Sunday night football by the uh, Dallas Cowboys. So not a good look for me. Your standings, Kerry Jane Malone and Daniel Haney uh, sit in first place. They're tied for first place at the moment. Mark Mize and myself sit there tied for second. Last week's winner, though, our good buddy Mr. David Hopper. Uh, hop at the Park and Rec's department here in Pulaski. He missed four games, but he wins on the first tiebreaker. He got that sweet Dr. Pepper cooler and Bluetooth speaker that I was telling you guys about last week. And so congrats to our good buddy, uh, the legendary Mr. David Hopper. Uh, no one went undefeated, uh, having said that. And so our jackpot, we just throw another 100 in the jackpot. It's up to $300 now. So if you go undefeated this week, uh, 300 smackers coming right to you. And uh, this week's prize is an American Silver Eagle dollar donated by the fine folks at First National Bank. So if you think about it, even if you don't win the jackpot, you're still winning money in a sense. Um, at least that's the way I'm going to look at it. So great prize this week. Thank you to everybody that's played thus far. And again, you can pick up a copy on newsstands and uh, make sure you drop that off here at Citizen Headquarters. Speaking of Citizen Headquarters, let's get out of here, folks. I'm ready to hit the roads. Uh, filming this on Wednesday, heading up to interview Richland Raiders head coach Nick Patterson, football head coach uh, for the Raiders, big showdown versus Cornersville at home Friday, and then going to talk to Leslie Miller, the soccer coach for the Lady Raiders. So sit tight, folks. We're going to take our first time out. When we come back, we will speak to head coach Nick Patterson, and we will be back after this with more from the Press Box. If you're looking for a new job, let M&M Staffing be your guide. With over 20 years of experience, we know how to connect great people with great opportunities. We work with over 80 companies, so we're sure to find the perfect job for you. Our team is dedicated to helping you succeed, and our high customer satisfaction rate proves it. Ready to get started? Visit us at mnmstaffing.net or give us a call today at 931-347-4255. Welcome back. Another uh, segment here on From the Press Box. We're on the campus of Richland High School. Always good to catch up with my man, head coach Nick Patterson. Coach, welcome in. How you doing? Good to be back with you, my yes, friend. Yes, sir. Appreciate you coming again, man. It's that time of year and crazy, 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 but glad to have you for a few minutes in today. Yeah. Absolutely. We are stoked to be here, and there was no way, really, we were not going to come up uh, and chat with you this week because uh, two reasons. Number one, through four games, the Raiders are two and two, but the two losses have come 
at the very last second of the game via two-point conversion. We'll talk about uh, Fairview in just a moment. But we definitely weren't going to miss uh, Cornersville week. You guys got a massive showdown Friday night here at Wayne Hobbs Stadium. We do. Uh, you know, if there's one thing, you know, in my five and a half, six years of being here that, uh, that I've come to understand, and that is that uh, the Battle of Buford Station is, is a big, big deal to this community and uh, to these two teams. And so, uh, you know, what, what is football without a great rivalry? And we got that this week, so we're excited about it. It is going to be a fun showdown. Real quickly, though, let's walk into uh, walk back to last Friday night. I caught the end of it. Jennifer and Mark had the broadcast, and uh, my heart goes out to you guys because another two-point conversion decides a game. Your two losses have been by one point and via the two-point conversion. And uh, just kind of walk us through as the Raiders made a good comeback in the fourth quarter to get into overtime, and then you guys eventually fall in double OT. Well, we did. I mean, they, they fought their tails off. Uh, you know, we didn't really get a lot going offensively in the first half, and uh, finally started putting it together and were able to come back and, and take it into overtime. Um, first overtime series, we run a two-point conversion ourselves and uh, complete it and, and what should have been the game winner but didn't have enough guys on the line, uh, according to the refs. So, um, you know, we had to keep playing. We ended up kicking a field goal or an extra point. Uh, they backed us up. We kicked the extra mm -hmm. point. We go to double overtime. We score first, kick the extra point. Um, you know, battle, hold them out a little bit, and then they finally get in, and then they go for two themselves and, and just, you know, called it on a lucky, you know, on a, on a K. It was a heck of a game. You know, it was a good game. Yeah, and a uh, heck of a game. We enjoyed listening to it. We hate to, uh, it didn't go Richland's way, but um, I guess the big question is what do you guys take out of that, knowing you went up in classification a couple ranks, and you went toe-to-toe -to -toe with a, a team traditionally that's usually pretty solid in Fairview. Well, they are, and they're, you know, they're probably going to finish one or two in their region this year in 3A ball. So that's a 3A team that we lost to in, in double overtime. And then, of course, Lincoln County earlier in the year is mm -hmm. a, a 5A school that we lost by one as well. So, uh, you know, just understanding that we can go toe-to-toe -to -toe and play with whoever, uh, I think it helps us down the road. Being able to play in close games now early on, I think, helps us down the road. Um, you know, whereas teams might play a little bit of a lighter schedule or not be put in that situation. I mean, football is such a situational game, and, you know, we know how to handle ourselves now uh, better, you know, in, in an overtime period, in a, a sudden death type deal, in a two-minute type period. So we've gotten to see all those situations. Uh, we've gotten to see some, some real big uh, lines and real big mm -hmm. backs, and, uh, you know, we, we felt like we matched them, you know, from a physicality standpoint, so that's going to help us you know, when we hit this region stretch that we're about to, and then hopefully in the playoffs as well. Yeah, if nothing else, you guys are extremely battle-tested, uh, not just taking on higher classification teams, but taking on teams uh, right down to the wire. And like you said, when you get into playoffs, you're looking at close games, one-possession games, uh, late plays to decide it. That's got to be a confidence boost for you guys already having those under your belt. Well, I think it is. And, and you know, just starting this year, uh, you know, we got a few – experienced guys back but we got a whole lot of, of of new guys that are just new to getting out there and playing it whether they be seniors or whatnot you know we're, we're pretty young as a, as a team so uh, just getting that experience and, and getting that confidence and understanding that we can hey we can go line up and play with those guys is big for sure all right so we've got the Fairview game in our rearview mirror now all roads point to Linville on Friday and a massive showdown versus corners and we looked it up last night not even 15 miles separates you guys, and there's only one road unless you want to take the real long way to get there, and that is Buford Station. Yes, it's the sir. Battle of Buford Station, Cornersville, and Richland. And then when the stakes couldn't get any higher, you throw in the fact that it's a region game on Friday night. 
region game, gold out game, uh, Battle of Buford Station. Yeah, we're you know we're back in the region with them. So uh, the last couple of years, it, it's it's still been big, but it hadn't been as big because it hadn't been a region game. But mm -hmm. uh, that certainly puts the stakes a lot higher. Getting two and zero in the region is our ultimate goal this week. Uh, you know that's going to set us up you know in pretty good shape as far as the playoffs go. So uh, you know that's our big deal. But uh, you know, anytime you get to line up and play those guys, uh, it's, it's a big deal. And you know, when I first got here, um, they were they were on a good run, and, yep. and it was a little lopsided. But we kind of closed the gap, closed the gap, and then last year we turned the tides, and hopefully can continue that this year. Yeah, big win last year on a Thursday night to open the season. That was a fun game to be at. This Friday is going to be fun. Uh, as exciting as the game is going to be, though, I think a lot of uh, viewers are going to be excited to hear about. The gold out game, this is a fun tradition that has kind of cropped up in the last six or seven years with, with the Raider program. Uh, what can you tell us about your efforts to support childhood cancer and how, how fun of an event is this going to be on Friday night? Well, Junior Caitlin Bass has put it together. Uh, her brother, J.C. Bass, he's our ball boy, been our ball boy since I got here. <coughs> he's now a junior high football player for us as well, but you can see him every Friday night mm -hmm. on the sidelines with us. But uh, he battled when he was younger uh, and, and doing well with it, but uh, she put it together and has put it together every year and done a phenomenal job. Um, you know, she's, she's probably going to be CEO of a big-time company when she gets older, uh, just a, a real good planner and organizer and uh, got everything together. And, uh, you know, again, this year uh, done the same thing. We expect a helicopter to fly in, uh, a Vanderbilt Life Flight helicopter is going to fly in and drop the game ball and, um, you know, just uh, the selling the shirts and raising the money. I think we, we've got to be up towards about $10,000 that we've raised for yeah. childhood cancer over the last several years. So, uh, you know, I just kind of sit back and let her do her thing and, 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 you know, try to be supportive and do what she needs me to do. But she's put it all together, so my hat's off to her. Yeah, that is fantastic to hear that uh, you have one of your very own kind of taking ownership of such a, a huge thing. Um, any chance that Principal Blair is going to be in the helicopter uh That'd be good to see. I'll throw that out the there. We'll down. See. Yeah, we'll see if we Let can him make... repel down. Yeah, we can see if we can make something happen. That is going to be an exciting part of Friday's game. Real quickly, I guess, X's and O's. We know that uh, Cornersville has got a big bruising back, just like you guys have faced seemingly every week. Uh, but what makes Ben Franklin, that is his name, what makes Ben Franklin so special in the backfield for the Bulldogs? Uh, you know, just he's got it all. He's fast, he's big, he's strong. Um, I've gotten to meet him a few times. He's a great young man. Uh, you know, so just, you know, really a complete package. He's committed to a, a, one of the Air Force Academies. I think that's a big deal. I think that says a lot about his character and stuff. So, uh, you know, he, he's, he's going to be tough to stop. Uh, I think the hardest thing for him was getting acclimated uh, to the weather. And, and now that it's cooling off, you know, I think we're going to see 100% of them. So, uh, you know, we got to be ready to gain tackling. Um, you know, I think it benefits us that we have seen bigger backs almost mm -hmm. every week. So, you know, we're, we're somewhat used to it. But, uh, you know, we got to do a good job corralling him and, and, and kind of keeping him, uh, you know, contained. And uh, he plays both ways, and he's <coughs> every bit as good as defense. I think he's actually committed as a defensive player. So, you know, we got to know where he is uh, from a defensive standpoint, too, you know, when he's lined up and, and, and rushing the passer or whatever he's doing. And, uh, make sure we handle our assignments that way, too. Absolutely. And uh, we'll get you out of here. We've talked a lot about uh, Cornersville's offense, but Richland's offense kind of still trying to find its way a little bit. The points kind of seem like, especially last week, kind of creeping up, especially in the second half. Um, what are some things offensively you guys are going to maybe try and target uh, with Cornersville? We know they got a great defense as well. Well, for us, it's it's – you know, and it's kind of coach's cliche, but it's really more about us than anybody. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we just got to execute. Um, 
you know, we, we I think we had about 47 to 55 plays the other night, and, you know, only a handful of them where we had 11 guys doing their job. And <coughs> offensive football is such that, that you've got to have guys that are all executing, you know, their job every single play and uh, t for that play to be successful. I mean, if you've got 10 guys doing their job, you know, but but one slacks off or one misses a block, I mean, that could derail the whole play. So uh, we got to do a better job of executing on the whole and, uh, we've spent a lot of time on that this week and trying to clean things up, and hopefully you, that's what you're going to see Friday. So Friday night, gold out, region game, Cornersville. It really can't get any bigger than this uh, coming up to the Wayne Hobbs Stadium on Friday night, I feel like. No, we're expecting a full house. Uh, it's been that way every time we've been mm -hmm. at home. Uh, you know, we're fortunate enough for schedule-wise that we've already played three, so this is our fourth one. Uh, you know, so we'll only have one more home game after this. So just encourage everybody to come out and support us and support these guys and uh, get us to 2-0 in the region. Coach, we love catching up with you. It's going to be an exciting game on Friday. Thank you so much for your time, brother. Appreciate it, brother. Nick Patterson, head coach of the Richland Raiders. Again, it is going to be a massive showdown versus Cornersville in the Battle of Buford Station coming your way on Friday. Quick timeout. We'll be back with another segment of From the Press Box right after this. Southern Tennessee Regional Health System. Pulaski is here to help you be well. Our mission is to make our community healthier, and we're your community hospital. We're committed to providing trusted care when you need it most. From wellness checks to emergencies, we're here for you and your family. Visit us today at southerntennessee.com or call 931-363-7531. All right, guys, time for another segment here on From the Press Box. We've had a blast on the campus of Richland High School already this afternoon. And there's a big Cornersville-Richland game this week, and it's taking place on Thursday night. It's the Lady Raiders set to host the Lady Bulldogs. Joining us to break things down is head coach Leslie Miller. And coach, welcome aboard. Uh, we're glad to have you here this afternoon. We're glad to be here. Thank you. We are so pumped to talk about the Lady Raiders and especially about a big rivalry game versus Cornersville. And we, we've kind of joked earlier a lot of the buzz is about the football game on Friday, but you guys have a big game, and it's a district game for you guys when you kick it off Thursday night. That's right. We're, we're super excited, and we're ready to play. Uh, let's kind of walk through. This is our first time really getting to chat all season. Um, Richland's kind of had a few solid results, maybe not as many quote-unquote wins as we'd like, but we got a draw versus Loretto. Could have right. probably won that contest. And then Kolioka, who's kind of turned into this superpower out of nowhere yeah. have hung tough with him kind of I guess if you would just break down what you've seen especially that you like from your team so far um, our girls have really played well together we've got a really solid defense line behind two seniors Sarah Woodard and, and Haley Rosacea and they just really push forward and, and help us to get the ball to our forwards where we have those potentials to score and then we've got um, a senior Virginia Witt, who's very versatile as a forward and a midfield, and she does really well at getting the ball over. She's got a really big foot, and I mean, she and Sarah can both score from deep if they get mm -hmm. the opportunity. And then we've got Lily Mitchell, who will come in and just fill whatever position we need. I mean, she's very versatile. We put her in the middle, she's all over the field, she goes after the ball. She's a really good fighter, and so with those four leading, we've had a really good outcome. We've uh, we've enjoyed kind of keeping tabs on you guys from afar, and we're excited to see uh, how we do as we kind of come down. It's hard to believe, but the season is already like halfway over for you guys. Um, how has that process been where you feel like 
just a few short weeks ago, you were getting the ladies together and trying to get this team off and rolling, and now there's just four games left. It, it's kind of mind-blowing because it feels like it's never going to get started, and then once it gets started, it's over. So we're excited to be meeting up with these district opponents and getting ready for tournaments in October. And I love what you said about the makeup of your team, especially kind of that you have strong in the defensive presence. you got a couple of nice forwards. I do love the idea of kind of a super sub or a player uh, right there in the middle. Uh, it seems like that maybe gives you as a coach a lot of options to how you want to attack a team. Right. Um, and then how do you kind of – is that just based on what the opponent is giving you or do you kind of – some coaches like to have just set tactics going into the match no matter what. Well, it really depends. We run two formations depending on who we're playing. And so it really depends on who we're playing as to what our setup is. Um, Anna Kate Dickey is another strong player up and coming that we've really put in and she's really given us good results as well. You guys have Cornersville coming in. We've talked about how it's a district game. Um, we know the school spirit is off the charts this week, but uh, do the ladies have a little extra pep in their step knowing that it's Cornersville as well? Does it kind of bleed over like the I football? I think so. Yeah, I think they're ready. Um, there's been a lot of big talk about how they how they are versus us because last year it was kind of tense. So we're we're hoping to get back from that and, and get a W on Thursday. It should be great. Well, Coach Miller, thank you so much for your time. It's always fun to talk Lady Raiders soccer. Uh, you're making your from the press box debut, and I think most would give you an A grade. So uh, <laughs> you'll be invited back, to say the least. Thank you so much. We thank will see you. you soon, and best of luck versus Cornersville. Thank you. All right, that is uh, our final segment here on From the Press Box. We will wrap it up after a quick timeout with the big finish. Southern Tennessee Regional Health System. Pulaski is here to help you be well. Our mission is to make our community healthier, and we're your community hospital. We're committed to providing trusted care when you need it most. From wellness checks to emergencies, we're here for you and your family. Visit us today at SouthernTennessee.com or call 931-363-7531. Welcome back, folks. Wade Neely here again on the final segment of From the Press Box. We call it The Big Finish. Thank you very much to Richland Raiders head coach Nick Patterson. Thank you very much to Richland Lady Raiders head coach Leslie Miller. Two great segments today. It's been a great show. We always love coming up here to Linville. Uh, they take great care of us, and we are so excited about the big matches coming up. Again, depending on when you watch this, Richland soccer is set to take on Cornersville on Thursday, and then Richland football is set to take on Cornersville on Friday. But away we go. It is the big finish. Big things that I'm looking forward to this Friday night. As we've mentioned, Giles County is off. They uh, have just nine games on the schedule, so this is the first of their two open dates. So going to enjoy uh, that time away. Will the Bobcats try and rest up, try and get healthy? Again, they play Lincoln County one week from Friday night. The Elk River rivalry returns to Sam Davis Park. But all eyes will descend upon Linville Friday night as the Richland Raiders are set to take on Cornersville. I think this is going to be a very, very hard-fought game. Two tough rivals. Cornersville had a long winning streak, nearly double digits, uh, before Richland snapped it in week one last year. They're back at the Wayne Hobbs Memorial Stadium again on Friday night, but it is a region game, so there's going to be high stakes all around. Jennifer Hawkins and Mark Mize will have our coverage on Pulaski Citizen Live, but I will definitely keep my eyes on that contest as the Raiders host the Bulldogs. I actually think the Raiders 
win a close ball game. Shocker, it's going to be close. Richland uh, has played a lot of close games as of late, and they're going to play another one. I think the rivalry is just going to make it a close contest, but uh, that should be a fun one on Friday. As we mentioned, the Ardmore Tigers, they're on the road, another region game for them. They're still looking for their first win of the season. What a time it'd be if they can go on the road and knock one off at Lawrence County. The Red Devils will be a tough opponent, but uh, best of luck to head coach Jonathan Snyder and the Ardmore Tigers. Quickly into the college ranks, I'm really going to be fixated on that Tennessee game. Again, the 6 p.m. kickoff down in the swamp. Casey Clawson was the last quarterback to win in the swamp way back in 2003. Tennessee got the win in Knoxville last year. Didn't look great versus Austin P last week. Florida hasn't really looked particularly great in either of their two ball games. A little better in week two. I think Tennessee does win. I do think it's a close game, however. Somewhere in the neighborhood of 31 to 24, something of that nature. Uh, the big question will be, can Florida score that many points? I think Tennessee pulls that one out. That leads us right into Sunday. I'll be at Nissan Stadium in the press box on Sunday when the Chargers come to town. It's a noon kickoff. Teams that go uh, east from the West Coast kind of seem to struggle over the years. San Diego's a very, uh, excuse me, Freudian slip there. Los Angeles is a very dangerous team. We saw their shootout with Miami last week, but I think the Titans right the ship. I think they get back on their winning schedule and they finally uh, even that market one and one and they have a nice win in their pocket because again, uh, the Chargers are a quality team. That will conclude our show today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you've missed part of the show, we are archived on YouTube and you can check it out on all of our social media channels. But for now, from the campus of Richland High School, Wade Neely saying so long. We'll see you next week on another edition of From the Press Box.